0: and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success.
1: Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of path to podcast success. I have a guest here with me today that I am excited to have on the show because this guest does podcasting in a way that I've never seen before. I mean, this type of podcast exists, but not when it comes to like business or that I've seen. And so we're going to dive into that and we're going to dive into a whole lot more. Lacey Boggs, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. So I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests. And that's by asking um, for, you know, to make sure that all my listeners have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. What is it that you do?
2: Sure. So I have a business called the Content Direction Agency, and we do content marketing for other small to medium-sized businesses. And specifically, we... Um, focus on producing nurture content for those businesses. So things that they need on a regular basis, like emails, uh, blog posts, podcast show notes, some social media content, that kind of thing. So that is what we do.
1: Okay. And how long have you been doing that for?
2: I've been in business for 10 years now, um, as of this year.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. so, So you started this then?
2: This I sure like, did. Uh, yes, career. I started. I started as a freelancer, and then uh, as we grew, I uh, I got to where I was just too busy and asked a friend if she'd like to subcontract, and that's sort of how the agency got started.
1: Right, because that's usually the progression, right? You start yep. with the, the thing you know how to do, and then yep. it gets to a point where you're like, "Well, why am I still doing this when I could outsource it?" And then you know, the agency dream is to just how out- outsource yourself out of a job, right? Right. Like, <laughs> right right there are some people that really insist on doing the whole solopreneur thing for as long as they can and i'm like nah, screw that i'm not yeah. interview people on the podcast and let everyone else take everything else.
2: <laughs> exactly i'd say my job has changed i'm not sure i've put myself out of a job yet but it's certainly changed in the years since i did this it, right. and you know when we when i started bringing on other people you know i was writing hmm, 12 or more blog posts a week for clients wow. and that's that's a heavy load when you're trying to do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so um, bringing in help was just really natural and uh, we've just grown yeah, yeah. from there.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause it's about, you know, working on a business instead of in it, and, yeah. you know, working to live, not living to work.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of agency owners and entrepreneurs in general don't seem to quite understand or at least it takes them a while until they kind of figure it out you know what I mean
2: yeah yeah i i had the benefit of knowing from the beginning that was my my uh, goal because I started this business when i had m- my baby and um i left a full-time job because I couldn't imagine doing 60 hour weeks and 3 a.m deadlines with an infant yeah and so um my goal was always just to work like while she was sleeping or while she was you know whatever if i could get t- 20 hours a week. And in the early days, that was great. Like I was doing really well. And, you know, now she's 11, she's in middle school. I have all day long, but (laughs) I still only work pretty much while she's in. I know. Right. It's a whole, it's a whole new thing, (laughs) Uh, but I I still only work pretty much while she's in school. You know what I mean? So it it still comes out to 20, 25 hours a week. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, my, my listeners know this, but my my biggest inspiration for for being an entrepreneur was my mom because she did this, the, the same thing, kind of right. She mm-hmm. she she's been an entrepreneur in one facet or another um, for pretty much my entire life, and so growing up and, and and I got to see kind of both sides. My dad was you know put on the suit, go to the office, you know, in the m- early morning, come away at night, you know, five days a week or more because he was a mm-hmm. tax accountant.
0: It's
2: mm-hmm. like
1: tax season, he'd be gone seven days a week before i woke up and i came home after i fell asleep at night mm-hmm. you know? but my mom she was there all day every every i never took the bus to or from school one single time yeah um, in my entire school career from elementary through high school um never did anything during the day she was always here mm-hmm. and s- seeing the fact that she could you know work from her home in her pajamas <laughs> and the fact that she had control over her own time was always pretty much my biggest inspiration so all that to say could be rubbing off on your kids, too.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I, yeah. I I joke that I'm pretty much unemployable at this point. Like, I can't imagine going to an office. Oh, God, <laughs> same. Five, so. Oh, my
1: God. It's so bad. I mean, I hear it because I'm 24 right now, so I'm still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends who are, you know, beginning to graduate college and, and you know, get their, you know, big boy jobs yeah. And you know some friends in law school and you know, all that fun stuff. Right. And so they're talking about on their jobs. Oh, they're called into work unexpectedly or they have to do this or that. And I'm like, if I was working a job and my boss called me on my day off, I just wouldn't answer. Yeah, <laughs> or like if they if I mm-hmm. didn't answer, not realizing who it was and like, hey, we need you to come in. I'd be like, sorry my day off and i'm not coming in like i'd be such a bad employee at this
2: point yeah yeah and the other thing is like it's inspired me to run my business differently too right because i don't want to be that boss to my employee my my team so I always say, like nobody dies in blogging, you know, like nobody <laughs> dies in content marketing. There's nothing that we do that's so important that I'm gonna call you on a weekend and be like, hey, I need you to, you know what yeah, I mean? I like know. we just don't have emergencies like that, so that's not how we yeah, roll.
1: That's not how it is? I mean, same with me. I mean, podcasting. Like, what? What's the worst that can happen? Right. Th- mm-hmm. nothing like who, who cares right yeah like,
2: nobody dies we're something not making happens. oxygen we're not curing cancer <laughs> exactly I mean, i'll communicate
1: if i'm like if i get a communication from a client or something on the weekend i'll communicate with my team and yeah if they are just if they just do it over the weekend great awesome but i don't expect them to do it over mm-hmm. the weekend. like i'm not for i can't i'm not like i'm not their overlord you know i don't own them they can do whatever <laughs> right. they want right exactly like,
2: exactly what,
1: what am i what am i gonna do fire them like no i'm gonna have to go through a whole process yeah <laughs> No, like you're, right. you're fine, right? It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I, could, I could talk about this all day. I just, being an entrepreneur, I mean, I honestly, I, I, I couldn't do anything else. Like people will mm-hmm. ask, oh, what would you do if the business failed? And I'll be like, well, first of all, it failing is kind of on me. I'm not letting it fail. So it's not going to happen. But if it did somehow, then I would just start another business. Like, right. I'm just not getting a job. I'd only get a job if it was if it was either get a job or be homeless. Sure. So sure. at that point, I would just drain my savings, get a van, put a bed <laughs> in the van, and you know, travel. Right. Right. Totally. So yeah, I could talk about that for hours, but I wanted to uh, change topics. And ask you about your podcast. I kind of teased a little bit at the beginning there. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before we jumped on the call. But I want to hear uh, all of the juicy details. So your podcast is very, very interesting. Go ahead and uh, give us the quick rundown on what the podcast is.
2: Sure. Sure. <laughs> So the podcast is called Ace Stone Marketing Detective, and it is a fiction podcast, but for a business market. So it's a it's a fiction podcast, fully scripted actors, sound effects, the whole nine yards uh, lampooning the online marketing industry. So um it's an eight episode story arc the whole season is out now it's all live you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts and um essentially i wrote it if if you go to my website which is com, you'll see that our branding is very like 1940s film noir detective agency that's always what we've kind of gone for from a branding perspective the original and i had yeah yeah exactly okay. <laughs> <laughs> and i i had this idea last year like it would be so fun to put on a radio play like, like Dick Tracy, like the old school radio shows, you know? And I wrote an episode and I had so much fun doing it. And I contacted a friend who is in, he's in radio. He does local theater. He's a voice actor. And I was like, what do you think? Is this got, is this got legs? And he's like, yeah, this is a cool idea. So uh, we we made it. It was one of these like, let's put on a play. And I did. And then <laughs> now it's um, also driving leads and 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 sort of a conversation piece. Top of mind marketing for our business.
1: Yeah. And so that was what I was going to ask next Next. So you had this idea because I, I know for a lot of creatives. Now I just I I'm a creative as well. I was I'm actually a musician by training, and uh, I also am a writer as well. Um, and so I there's definitely like no shade to writing blog posts. Like blog posts are great and they're like it's you know it's legit and all that fun stuff. But there's something different about writing something like you know c- creatively. I guess you could say sure like, like a play. Um, or something along those lines. And again, there's nothing wrong with writing blog posts, right? I think that's very blog posts are awesome in a lot of different ways, but like kind of what you're doing and you said that you, you know, wrote it and all that fun stuff for the, you wrote the, 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 you know, what, what is essentially an audio drama, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sounds like that was like, that kind of adds that fulfillment piece to the writing. So what was, what, what, what gave you the idea to do this?
2: Well, a couple different things. Um, you know, in our agency, we love to think outside the box. So we love to do really weird, creative things for people, whether that's like helping them come up with, you know, a different kind of challenge idea or webinar idea to launch their thing. Or, you know, last year we wrote uh, a tea brand approached us and she has a really romantic brand and she wanted to write a romance novel that would be serialized and emailed to her customer. So we spent the last year. Uh, writing a chapter a month of this romance novel that was emailed out to her customers. And that was happening. Like we were signing that around the time I had the idea for this. Cause I love the idea. I was like fiction to sell a product in that way. So cool. And so fun. Um, and the other thing was that I, I had had a short-lived podcast um, four or five years ago with some other business women I knew. And it was fine. We did, I don't remember, a dozen, 15 episodes, something like that. And we just decided it wasn't uh, bringing the ROI that we were hoping for. And it was getting complicated and expensive. And so we let it go. And what I was thinking was, you know, if I do a podcast again, I really want to bring something different. Because it was a fairly standard, like interview podcasts, yeah. women talking to other businesswomen. <laughs> we didn't have a really strong angle of something that was different. And right. so I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this again, it's got to be different. It's got to stand out in some way. And so I'm a big fan of, um, uh, the blue ocean strategy. I don't know if you've read that book, but um, it was, the book is about like finding a business idea, but I think about it in marketing a lot. Like what is everybody else doing over here in the red ocean? <laughs> and how can you get out into the wide blue ocean where there's no, really no competition. Cause they're not, they're not doing the same thing. And that was kind of when the two light bulbs went off and I was like a fiction podcast for business. Why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I love, I, I love that. I love that idea. I love the execution. I think that's that is incredible. So you mentioned the the old podcast; it wasn't giving you the ROI that you wanted, right? It wasn't giving yeah. you, yeah, it wasn't giving you giving you the ROI that you wanted. So now you know, is this is this podcast giving the ROI that you wanted?
2: That's a really great question, Um because I don't know. I mean, yes, yes, and I guess is the answer. So. Right. It's been out since uh, mid-July, so about t- almost two months at this point. Um, and so the podcast itself is doing well. I think I actually had to like look up what was good podcast stats because I didn't know. <laughs> like, what, how do I know if this is doing well? I, I yeah, have right. no idea. Um, but I think it's doing well. It landed us a bunch of PR which was really great. Um, we got, I got interviewed for a bunch of different things uh, because of it, because it's different and people are like, whoa, you did what? Yeah. And then just uh, two weeks ago, I had my first sales call where somebody said, I heard your podcast. And I was like, that's who I need to work with. And that was really like the moment I was like, yes, that was the point. That was the idea, like do <laughs> yeah, something right. funky. And then people who want something different will come and be like, yes, I want to work with you.
1: That's awesome, and so you're starting to see that turnaround, which is really cool and I, I mentioned this before we started recording, and I wanted to highlight this again for people listening as well. typically I, I, I think it's stupid for someone to ca- organize our podcast into seasons mm-hmm. because why? you're just why you choosing to not release episodes when you could just you know it takes what an hour to just record an interview. Just keep just keep doing it. there's a reason to not do it mm-hmm. but with you, you are the first like true exception I've come across to that you know that that belief that I have yeah and so the fact that you you, you, re- you a season eight episodes, you released it and you've let it lie you've been promoting it and all that kind of stuff, but you're not releasing new episodes it's mm-hmm. a story arc and it's only gaining more traction it sounds like as time goes on. yeah so that is very cool.
2: We're still doing pretty well like like we had um, we got to about 3,500 downloads in the first four weeks or so, which I'm told is pretty good. and then um, <laughs> that was because we were doing a big marketing push and lots of PR and all that stuff. and so now I'm averaging uh, just under a thousand downloads. A month which i still think is fairly good for something that's not releasing new episodes right um that's that's still pretty decent so if i i feel like if i can keep going with that that's not terrible well, because
1: we <laughs> all like new like unique listeners because since they're not right new episodes
2: exactly they they're not coming the, back to listen to it again yeah, necessarily yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> unless to it's one. my daughter she's listened to it like four times well yeah right, right. i mean yeah but, you know yeah family you know you got right stuff. exactly yeah but like yeah. yeah that's
1: the fact that they're coming back i mean that's a thousand of, like unique listeners new ones yeah each month And put yourself in a room with a thousand people, you know, that's pretty awesome.
2: Not too shabby. Yeah. And so we did, we did, um, the way the scripts are written, uh, there's a, there's a quote unquote sponsor at the beginning, which are funny that each episode is sponsored by something amusing. Like the first one is sponsored by the Oxford comma and things like that, that, that are like funny copywriting and marketing jokes. But at the end we have a plug for the content direction agency and, um, Because it's all, you know, like uh, detectives and bad guys and stuff. We say, we're the good guys in content marketing. (laughs) So, um, yeah. I think it's directing some people to the site and things like that. And even if it's just, like I said, top of mind uh, advertising. So that when they do think, hey, I need some help with this, they think of us first. That's what it's designed to do.
1: That's awesome. I I love to hear it. You know, I love to hear that kind of success happening from something. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So... (laughs) I wanted to ask when you decided to create this podcast, this audio drama, I guess. Yeah. What was your biggest fear? And did that fear end up coming true?
2: I guess my biggest fear was that it would just flop. Like I would put all this time and effort and money into it and that nobody would listen. Nobody would care. Nobody would think it was funny. Like that was actually when I wrote the scripts, I was like, oh, shit, am I funny? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is this only funny to me? Like, is this such an in-joke that it's only funny to me? Um, But, you know consensus seems to be that other people think it's funny too. Um, Actually. And that's a, that's a sidebar, but like when I got ranked, you know, an Apple podcast or whatever, they put me in comedy and I was like, wait, it's a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I didn't actually realize I had been calling it like a drama, you know, whatever, a fiction drama, but I was like, I guess it is a comedy. (laughs) That was funny. Um, But yeah, I think that was my biggest fear. Like, and then, but once I got over that you know, I had to, so I, I hired a director to help me with this because I didn't have the first clue about how to go about finding actors and, and casting it and that kind of thing. So I hired my friend uh, to direct it and I paid him uh, for his services, obviously. So it was a fairly large chunk of money considering I didn't really know what the ROI of this would be, right? There was no direct, like, kind of shot in the dark. Yeah, there was no buy now button at the end. You know, yeah. right? So, um, I had to come to terms early on with like if this doesn't do what I hope it does I have to be just willing to part with that money. And what I finally came to was like um this is making me so happy to produce <laughs> that it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like I am enjoying myself so much and I, I get giddy every time I would hear a clip of an actor he'd send me or whatever that I was like all right, like this is worth it just for the giggles I'm getting because um we have a, we have one of our values in our business is that joy is a valid success measure. So, um, you know, the joy I got producing this, I decided was worth it, whatever I cost. But, you know, like I said, the lady called me two weeks ago, we had a sales call and I've closed a $22,000 deal off this already, you know, two months in. So it's seeing an ROI for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's incredible. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, kind of ROI people want from this yeah so
2: yeah exactly
1: that's incredible are you are you uh are you doing this for other people too like can people hire you to create audio dramas for them
2: (laughs) so this lady (laughs) she she had an idea for an audio drama and she and I said great I'd love to write the script and she was like actually I was hoping you would produce it for me and I come and went oh (laughs) okay And I told her flat out. I was like, we've only done this for us. I'm going to have to look into it. Let me contact my guy and see if he's interested. He was. And so, yes, we are doing our first client audio drama as of now. Or I guess
1: audio comedy. I
2: Audi- right. I think hers will be as well. She has a great signature talk called Murder by Meetings that she wants to dramatize as a private podcast. And I think it's going to be great. Really funny. Melodramatic. That really cool. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that,
1: that is... That is really exciting, you know, again that you're able to do this and you have yeah. this unique idea and you brought it to life and it's found success. I'd love to hear that. So yeah. As as we begin to wind down the the interview, your expertise is is content, right? And this is yep. a unique form of content that you had the idea to create and then it's already, you know, it's already given you twenty two thousand dollars of a return and you know we check in in another few months from now, I'm sure it's gonna be more
2: so (laughs) hey fingers crossed (laughs)
1: yeah right right with that in mind let's say people listening are inspired to up their content game yeah right to to go to the business what is one piece of actionable advice you would give those people they could take and 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 implement and you know take action on today
2: yeah so where we are right now in the content marketing world is that it is so noisy, right? Everybody can be a content creator and everybody is a content creator and you really can't get away from it as a business. You kind of have to, unless you're like a hundred percent referral based <laughs> and happy with that and don't need any more. Um, you kind of have to create some kind of content so that people know you exist. You know, you're out there. Yep. And I'm sure if people are listening to you, they're creating podcasts or thinking about it, right? Um, my my biggest piece of actionable advice would be don't just take what everybody else is doing and add your voice to the noise. Um, you know, good content marketing right now, for whatever value of good you want to put on that word, gets attention. Right, it has to stand out. It has to be different. It has to be unique in some way. So you don't have to go do a fiction podcast just because that's what's worked for me. But what I am saying is, you do have to kind of think sideways about what is going to be interesting and unique and work for your people. You know, um, yeah. A great example of this, we worked for four or five years with a product based brand called Bluffworks, um, and they sell men's. Well, actually, I think they sell women's now too, but technical travel clothing, right? So it's the kind of stuff that doesn't wrinkle while you're wearing it and that kind of thing. And, um, they had done this whole rebrand and with like models and the whole nine yards. And internally, they called it the sad model rebrand because it was all like models not smiling, and looking very high fashion. And it tanked. It didn't do well for them. They saw a slip in sales, all this stuff. So when they brought me in as part of another rebrand, um, their big goal was to bring the voice of the owner back to it because he just had a really strong uh, voice and and opinions and things. So we spent four years bringing Stefan's voice back to blogs, and we weren't doing anything like super revolutionary. We were writing blogs though about him, about his adventures, about the R and D, about what they were doing, and it was such a strong uh, perspective that people really resonated with it. So when he went into an, a round of angel investing, we wrote a blog post and an email about it, saying, "Here's why we're doing this," because he was a Kickstarter guy before, right? And uh, why we're doing angel investing, why we're doing this. and At the very bottom, we put a PS that was like, hey, if you're an accredited angel investor, uh, send us an email if you're interested. He got 16 responses, I think, to that email from investors and ended up getting $300,000 in investment from that one email that we sent out. But it's because we spent four years getting his people to know him through his very strong personality. Right. So um, just thinking sideways about what's different about you, what's different about your brand, what's different about what you offer, and then leaning into that with your content is how you're going to get noticed in this day and age.
1: Right. I think that is incredible because I've said this before today for most of us, like nothing is really new anymore. Right. Like pretty much everyone, I mean, you know, there can only be like, you know, there can only be like, you know, Henry Ford, sort of the assembly line. Well, I mean, okay, that's it. There can only be one person to do it the first time. Right. Right. (laughs) Like there's pretty much everything has been done. So at this point, like, you know, I'm no, I'm definitely not the only podcast producer out there and you're not the only content out there. (laughs) So people would hire me for podcast production because it's me doing it. People right. hire you for your work because it's you, mm-hmm. not because they're looking for content marketing. They're doing it because they're looking to work with Lacy doing content marketing. Right, that's absolutely so right. People should really move into that because it sounds like that brand you worked with. I mean, when they did the the the, the sad modeling, right? That was just what everyone else did.
2: Right? Exactly. That's yep. just
1: what you do when you have a clothing company. Right? Just models are wearing your clothes. Well, nope. there's nothing unique about that. Who cares? Right? Like, there's no who, like, you know, I can't. I mean, I'm definitely not into high fashion, but whatever the high fashion ones that did it first are the ones people know. Yeah. And they can do it. But no one else can really do that and find the same success they did, honestly. And so you transition to focusing on the person
2: yeah the guy that you know, owned the thing like stefan's the kind of guy he made a video for one of his kickstarters where he's wearing his pants and he jumps in a fountain in new york city and then gets out and he's soaking wet and then rides his bike eight blocks and walks into a meeting because the pants look so good right like that's the kind of guy he is <laughs> that's really? what we had to bring like, back that's, that's cool i mean that's, yeah that's, that's, cool, that's cool and different like
1: <laughs> models who are just wearing the clothes like who cares? But. That makes me want to go to New York and jump in a fountain.
2: You know, right. that's, just, that's awesome, right? <laughs> or at least like, buy the pants, right? <laughs> or, right.
1: It, it, it's enough to know that I could. Exactly, right? I, mean, I may exactly. not actually do it, but like I know that I could, and that's something. That's something interesting. Like you remember that he jumped in a fountain and then cycled eight blocks and then went into a meeting because the pants look good enough for that.
2: Right. Exactly. And I, you know, my hope is that people will hear a crazy detective story about a missing content funnel and think it's funny and think it's unique. And then hear the, the you know, the stinger at the end saying content direction agency and remember and say, Oh yeah, I want them to help me come up with something.
1: And I can pretty much guarantee that is the case because <laughs> I would definitely not forget an audio comedy, like script, like story fiction, that, you know, is a marketing piece for a business that is really, really exciting. That is, that. Is, hey, it's definitely new to me. So at least in my world, you are the first. So you found something that that was unique, you know? And yeah. I mean,
2: as far as I really know, do. somebody can let me know if I'm not. But as far as I know, I'm the first uh, B2B fiction podcast that I'm aware of.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. That is incredible. Well, Lacey, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your insights and sharing your, your journey and all these really exciting things that you're doing and for sharing your expertise. I think that's, it's really powerful. So I appreciate you for that. If anyone else is listening and they are interested in you and in your work, and they want to learn more about you, uh, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. So we are at lacybogs.com, Pretty much just how it sounds. And uh, there's 10 years worth of blog posts on there. You can go read and get to know me or you can go to acemarketingdetective.com and get all the info about the podcast or just look for it in your favorite podcast player.
1: There you go. That, that, that's pretty easy. That's what I love pretty to easy. see. <laughs> I highly encourage everyone listening to check that out. Um, and Lacy, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success. And we'll see you in the next episode.